Previously on Real Fantasy Encounters. Uh, look, I may not know a lot about out of science, <laughs> but this kind of sounds like out of science. Hey, Jen. And just sits down Shh. opposite him. Quiet. I'm in love. And? You gonna ask with who? Oh, sweetie. Masha, I need you to date him. Oh, spirit. Oh, spirit. In the dorm. In the dorm. I offer my body as a conduit so that living and dead may speak as one. but it's okay. It was him, Rudy. Who is he? Spell it out. Oh, I guess you can talk. You don't really need to spell it. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at this. It's like, it was Saffron. I turn around to where Saffron is. You can hear all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them look up at you. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean it was me? It was you. And Lorelai stands up and like walks up toward you and like puts a finger in your face and says, you killed me. How could I have possibly killed you? I wouldn't kill anyone. And slice across the neck. Kevin's spirit like kind of like jostles out, I suppose, of Lorelai's body. And Lorelai wakes up and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, I didn't think that would work, hey. <laughs> that was crazy. Did you... Were you there for any of that? Not really. Like... Ooh, man. Lorelai, you need to go inside right now. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm... Just as... I'm gonna, like, eat. As part of the post-prep, yeah, get some food in you. Yeah. Spirits take like, a hey, lot of energy uh, out. Man, don't leave those candles on, because, like, I don't want to repeat of last time. It's not going to be a fire hazard this time. I promise. All right, man. Like, yeah, hey... And she slaps you on the shoulder, Saffron. She says, uh, catch you around. Hey, man, that was pretty cool, huh? And she walks back inside. Yeah. Now she's out of there. I, like, turn and look at you. I go, what the hell happened? Let's go for a walk. No. <laughs> <laughs> I pull out my sword. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Fuck. Me, okay. Let's go for a walk. Neko is next to you, and he says, you could do it right now. 
send another one. Send another one to that room. Just give me another mouse, damn it. I, I turn and I look at Neko and I say, I am not about to betray someone. You see all of this happening in real time. Who has helped me. I just need to have a conversation somewhere that's not here. Yeah, let's... No, that's, let's have a conversation somewhere that's not here. Rudy is terrified right now. So let's just go walk into the woods. Uh, <laughs> Lorelai knew where he was going. That's the one thing he can sort of say for the situation, and he goes into the forest with you. Great. Um, I find somewhere sort of like deep, dark, away from <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not about to murder you. Let's go into this unforeseeable place. Let me start working on a new character, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for like a solid year and a half of DMing us. It's <laughs> our, finally our revenge. We kill you off. Uh, we find somewhere it's secluded and I pull out the sword. And I bring it high into the air and then I slam it down into the ground. And I place the, uh, the sheath on the ground and I sit down and cross my legs. I'm not sure if you're going to believe anything that I'm about to tell you. You can give it a shot. I um, pour out uh, some of my tea uh, that I keep while I'm training. Tea? Yeah, I take it. I'm not going to drink it, but I'll take it. (laughs) I throw some back. (laughs) I can see some sort of cat spirit. And it told me, apparently, I killed Kevin. But it wasn't me. I don't remember it. And somehow, I don't know how, it lets me shift into like an in-between world. And what's in the in-between world? The cat. And the cat made you kill Kevin. I think so. How long have you known about this? Uh, about a day. This whole day. Yeah, last night. We went down. Marsha almost got murdered. I was I was there. How? When you were meditating? Oh, Jesus. I was there fighting it. Holding it off. Yeah, but you let her walk into that in the first place. I'm not about to stop her. Have you tried stopping Marsha doing anything? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Also, do you know how crazy this sounds? Dealing with spirits? Yeah, no, no. We're covering crazy right now. You're holding me hostage in the forest with a sword. Oh, um, <laughs> right. I sort of get up and I stand back a couple steps. So you can sit here. I just wouldn't recommend touching it. No, I'm not going to touch it. Jesus. I don't know if it'll possess you. Where's the sword from? My grandfather left it to me. He, like, pats the ring in his pocket. Yeah, he left me that too. Cat doesn't seem to like that ring too much. Right, and you agreed to not wear it then? Well, I didn't want to go into the house blind. So I asked if it would do some reconnaissance. You're working with it. You're working I am with the outer science beast that's making you kill people. Calculated deals for the safety of people that I see as... Okay. 
That is the one thing they tell us about outer science beings, specifically not to make deals with them. I just didn't want to see you guys get hurt. He, yeah, Rudy is like holding the ring here and like he realizes now why he felt so much more safe wearing this ring. So, so I've got this, so I'm safe. Um, I don't think so. Unless you specifically stab me, I'm safe. Yeah, m- maybe. I mean, I wasn't safe, right? I've never took that ring off before. Today was the first day. Rudy is putting some things together in his head. He goes, um, uh, yep, Kevin, as he said, he ended up in the SIM card. Uh, now the spirit of Kevin knows that as well. He said that could work well. Kevin's soul's in his bedroom. (laughs) When I enter the spirit world, I can see his soul. I think the cat's eating him. I should have looked towards where Neko is. You eat him, right? That's what you're doing? That's what you want from me? Slowly digest. Make sure you tell him. (laughs) Slowly digest him over time. It really really makes you seem more credible. The cat was emphatic that I tell you that he was being slowly digested over time. And what happens when this cat slowly digests things? Does the cat get stronger? I guess so. I mean, like... He gets strong. <laughs> I mean, like yes, you said... Tell him he gets stronger and more <laughs> influential and urges you to kill more. <laughs> it's the truth, right? You realize that makes me never want to help you again, right? The dream world is useful. It causes the cat to get stronger. Right. I have no recollection of killing Kevin. You have to believe me. If I do believe that, and I don't know if I do yet, but if I do believe that, then you understand that you have a responsibility, like the rest of us have a responsibility. The only sense in which we can fix things right now is to stop Kevin from getting fully digested. I have no idea how to do that. Maybe if not even for Kevin's sake, just to stop this thing from getting more powerful. and Taking control of more and more people. I also have no idea how to do that. Well, that's fine. We just need to figure it out. And I need to hear you say that you're committed to doing that. In front of... And he's gesturing. There, in front of the cat. I need you to say that in front of the cat. Neko goes behind Rudy and puts his hands on Rudy's shoulders. Get your hands off him. I I start swinging the ring around like a a fucking... He like bats it out of the way and he goes... A bull roarer style. That's the word I was (laughs) after. He he steps away from it um, and he says, The choice is yours, Saffron. I I haven't given up on you yet. But what if we need his abilities? (sighs) I don't want to be expelled, Rudy. No, I don't want to be expelled. I don't want to be wiped. If they find out I don't have any magic, they'll expel me. You what? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It all comes from the sword. You are... (laughs) Nope. Okay, that doesn't change anything. No one has to know about this as long as you help us stop the cat from eating Kevin. I think at that... We flip over back to Marja for a sec. Yeah, and I think we we go back just to as she got up from that table initially, right after mm. finishing that tea. 
And the first thing she does is she just goes into her room and just sort of just... <laughs> okay. Hmm. She, she starts, like, pulling out all of these samples she took. She takes out the, the dead Petri dish, like, tongue slug. She takes out the, the vial of goo. She takes out the two different samples from Kevin Fong. And she goes through the process of um, analyzing them slowly. And, like... With the previous sample of the dusty footprints and 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 the vape juice, this is a while to get answers rolling. But I imagine, um, since the previous night, the results from the dust-covered footprints have yeah. finally been finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is some pure void shit. Okay. This is this is void magic. Pure void magic. Okay. Anything else from that? It's. It's like giving you like like um uh like a warning mm-hmm. log um uh, that there there is uh, something in this that uh, runs the risk of being investigated <laughs> like like your 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 analysis like will ping you on things that are not like above well, sorry, not like like standard, um, yeah, uh, alchemically speaking, um, and. Uh, like it's it's giving you some like warning flashing lights going if you if you uh do not report this to like a cleaning unit then you could face consequences is with with the way i get my results is that program linked to any external servers or any other things at the moment or is this just like a if somebody finds out you've been hiding this you will then be in trouble um, if someone finds out you've been hiding it, you'll be in trouble. It's the only device it's linked to canonically is your phone. I think what she does is she stores, I think she has what effectively is like an, an old school USB. Because I, I mm. think at this in this timeline, in, in this future realm we've set up, they've sort of surpassed hard backup in, in or at least... What is what we know now as a USB, mm. and I they think use crystals now. Yeah, yeah. Some some bullshit alchemical bullshit. Yeah. What I think she does is she takes the results from the the ghosty footprints, and she takes the results from the vape juice, and completely stores them off of her phone and her laptop and onto this archaic USB and mm. keeps that. And I think she has a sort of secret compartment on the the backside of her belt, like on the inside of it. And she stores that in her belt and leaves the um, all these other samples bubbling overnight as they slowly start to break down so she can properly analyze them. And while that's going on, she, she takes care of her normal day-to-day study and student council quota and things like that. But one of the things she does is she starts going over the... Um, the the student files that Lake gave her earlier that day, and the one she keeps coming back to is Jane Doe's. Yeah, because this school is probably the most organized place on earth at this point in time. Nobody has better record keeping. Nobody keeps things as secure, and for a student to have this little information in two conflicting files is just too too peculiar and up until this point 
Marja hasn't really talked to Jane Doe before. She's tried, but Jane Doe's sort of kept to herself. Mm. And I think, I mean, having lived with her for a semester already, she sort of picked up on the fact that Jane Doe is almost always awake, even though she's almost always in her room. This time she does leave it. She leaves her room at any hour of the day. So you can always count on her to be awake. So I think Marja is going to go and visit Jane Doe. And I don't know what she's trying to look for. I think she just wants to try and, for the time being at least, get to know her a little better. And I, I think, what, what what time would it be after she does all this alchemical stuff, you think? Um, I think, like, uh, if, like I believe that because this is happening in a non-linear fashion, this is just as the seance is about to start. Yeah. And um, uh, so, like, round about now, it's, like, 6.30, like, like around about that time. It's, well, evening. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you, yeah, you knock on Jane Doe's door, and like you said, like, she's immediately responsive. And she opens it up, and she kind of looks angry at first. And then, like, her face kind of softens, and she goes, oh, I'm, I thought you'd be someone else. Oh my god, were you expecting somebody else? I'm so sorry. I just No, I I don't expect anybody. And she Marta like clasps her hand and like, that is like exactly why I am here. I have been a terrible roomie, I have realized. We've been like so much is going on. And with like with Kevin gone, it's just made me realize we need to like hold on to these friendships as roommates. And I haven't reached out to you as much as like a roommate or even the student council president should have. And I would like to propose a girls' night in. Oh, cool. Well, uh, you know, like, you and Lorelai have fun. Oh, no, I meant for just, like, because I know you're, like, you're, like, super shy and you, like, like to keep to yourself, even if it's just, like, a study session. Like, we wouldn't have to talk or we could just, like, sit opposite each other and do homework because, like, you seem so lonely all the time, my dear. It's just... I want to make sure that you know that we are there for you. And, like, I just I just really want to hang out and get to know you better, even if that just means we, like, study in the same room. I just want to, like, make sure you're doing okay with, like, everything that's going on. I mean, to be honest, kind of not. I mean, first semester was hellish. You've probably heard the rumors. I mean, not really. She like like she kind of like leans up against the doorway and she says, "You're not fooling anyone." She sort of looks at her for a second, and smiles, and she's like, "I fool most people, but you're smarter than most." Um, I don't like to pay heed to rumors. I have no reason to pass judgment on you. I haven't talked to you. I have no reason to believe rumors. Like, I live with you. So, I would rather talk to you and form my own evaluation rather than just, like, listen to, like, people that don't know you. You want to come in? I would love that. And she, like, lets you into her room, and, like, very few people have seen the inside of this place. Um, it's barren. That like like uh, there there is no semblance of an outward personality coming out of this room. It is like the personification of beige. It's it, it's almost like uh, it's 
a set piece. It just hasn't been touched. Yeah. Does her outfit ever change? No. Like she like closes the door behind her and like 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 kind of like seals it shut with her with her hands behind her and then whispers to you Someone tried to get in last night. You mean with like all the knocking and stuff? Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my head around that one myself. Do you trust that Saffron kid? I think I trust Sappy's intentions. She like um uh, she kind of balls up. She goes, I don't get a good feeling from him. Why? doesn't look at me like like normal people do. She sort of cocks her head at that. He doesn't he doesn't interact with me like normal people should. I mean, most people just ignore me. I mean, in all fairness, being ignored isn't really the norm. I think he's been keeping a close eye. I'm like, you specifically? Or just in I don't know. general? Like, like she, she looks kind of defeated. It's like the first show of emotion that, that she's you've ever seen her. I mean, I'll be the first person to admit, like, sometimes stuff goes over my head. I'm not oblivious to that as much as other people would like to think. But, like, I know, well, at least I think you have a different way of viewing things, just like Safi probably does. You know, his vibes can be a little meh sometimes, but... Huh. Vibes, yeah. I've you know, last night he knocked on my door. That's why I bring this up. He was... He was acting really strange. Sappy knocked on your door. He asked if I could see him. Hmm. And Marja gets like this... Really confused, but also just concentrated look on her face. And she's got like a fist under her chin and... You know that, like, everyone's door got knocked on, but we all thought we were getting... Everybody's door? Like, not all at the same time, obviously, like, one after another or whatever, but I know you don't come out of your room. I figured someone would have told you, but at some point, all of our doors were knocked on, but apparently, aside from you, no one was there. So, like, I was in my room just doing, like, alchemy stuff or whatever, and I thought I felt something or heard something, so I, like... Brit some stuff around and there were like handprints and footprints everywhere. So I like zhuzzed it all around the, the dorm and they were everywhere as well. And they went up to all the doors. They were like fisty prints. They just went like everywhere. And when I talked to everyone, they were like, yeah, people knocked on the door, but there was no one there. So I thought we were like being ding dong ditched, but you saw Safi, huh? As clear as anyone should see him. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, I'm always able to, to see Safi when Safi's around, but I would, like, if he's not there, I wouldn't know he's not there, I guess. I wouldn't know if I'm not able to see him. She, like, like um, comes away from the door and goes, I, I think he's some kind of creep. I heard Saito out in the hallway. He was on the phone to someone making some sort of tip. Said he'd seen Saffron walking around the dorm, coming in and out of people's rooms. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
See, now that's like the thing. Do you think he was trying to get in my room last night? If if it was like Sassy knocking on people's doors and like walking around the door, maybe something happened and he was trying to like be seen. Maybe he was trying to like find someone who could see him and like help or something. I don't, I don't have enough information, I suppose. And I mean, if we're talking about creep vibes, I get those from Saito. He is, and sh- she gets really serious at this. And she, at this point, she's sort of been sort of staring off into the distance and thinking. And she, she makes eye contact with, with Jane at this point. She's like, if I was going to be conscious or, you know, apprehensive of anyone here, it would be, it would be Saito. He is like the only person who I've actively witnessed or like seen anyone do anything malicious. I think we cut back over to you guys very quickly where we left off with you. Yeah, look, I'm I'm seeing it. I'm getting it. This is this is your powers. This is your magic. I understand I couldn't, you know, hand my sculpting powers away that easily. But you're getting these powers at the expense of my friend's soul. Sure. I I I get I yeah, I understand. It's my concern is my grandfather couldn't do anything about it. What makes us think that we can do anything but contain it? Uh, I don't know your grandfather. What was He was a great man. Did he go talk to people about it? Did, did he live in a magic school full of people you, that can do things? <laughs> you know that, that he spent most of his time in meditation. Huge chunks of the day. And reflecting on that think you might understand why now he never he never was one to outwardly commit violence i think somehow he was able to control bind harness this beast from just doing whatever it wants that'd be great that's a great future step to take I look at Neko. I think that ring might have something to do with it. Of course, he must have made it to keep himself. At this point, Neko steps between the two of you and he goes, Ah, no, 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 no. You still have a few more hours. That was a deal. I do have a few more hours and I, I'm not going to go back on a promise. Look, it's, you can't control Neko right now. So we need to do what your grandfather couldn't do and talk to other people about this, get help, find someone else that can enter the spirit world. I think I do know someone else. You do? What I'm going to tell you is... I, I don't want to I don't want to give away other people's secrets, but you can't tell anyone about this. Saying this to like a mafia fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I saw I him extort one guy. I think... I think Jane Doe might be a ghost. <laughs> Rudy is just rubbing his forehead at this point. He's just so barraged with information tonight that he's like, Tell yeah, me. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, do you still have the aspect accidental Corleone? I do. I'm going to compel that. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, uh, 
There is a roar through the forest. A mechanical roar. And three crotch rockets fire up through the woods in Hinterland. Um, you see their light beams, um, uh, like, like, like fly, like, through the hilly kind of, um, areas. And, uh, after a while, you see them, like, kind of start to circle you. Do you think they're women driving these motorcycles? One of them is colossal. <laughs> the roar is deafening, and slowly they start to, like, close in on the two of you. I was expecting something like this. Does this have something to do with that money you extorted earlier? What? <laughs> How do you know about that? Amelia says, Rudy. I didn't want to do business in front of my good friend Saffron here. Got here on a picnic with your boyfriend. Hi. She goes, run along, Saffron. I can't do that right now. Saffron, I think you can do that right now. You, well, you got no legs? I sit down. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's what Peaches is here for. And um, <laughs> I meditate. Peaches, um, uh, like, 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 advances over to where you were meditating. Amelia says, "Rudy, baby, I've got the money, but this is the last of the beatings." You don't need to destroy anything more to make a point. Moreover, I'm not going to let you destroy anything more to make a point. Perfect. You're not going to let me destroy anything? He, he pulls out the... Uh, he's got the money just like banded up with a rubber band and he tosses it to her. She catches it um, and she goes, Thank you. And she tucks it away, like, like inside her jacket. Um, uh, and... And... She says... That about almost makes us even. Yeah. Are any of them carrying weapons? Oh, yeah. I would like to run up in the spirit world, draw my sword, and just try and slice through one of the weapons. Which one? There's so, like, um, uh, you remember that Amelia has this baseball bat spiked with nails. Um, and, yes, uh, that one. That's the one I want to try and cut through. Yeah. She's like holding it Al Capone style and like um, uh, like tapping it against her hand. Um, uh, and I'll get you to give me an overcome roll on that. Yeah, I'm gonna do this forcefully. It's a difficulty of two. I'm gonna. Um, that was really bad. Yeah, that was shocking. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to re roll that. Okay, yeah, um, I am. I'm going to invoke the aspect of. If it's your talent, you can just re-roll it for free once a session. Oh, really? Yeah. If it's your talent? Mm-hmm. Oh, if it's the talent one. Yeah. I already used that one. Oh, shit, okay. But I didn't use it for free then. I actually burnt the point. You get a free re-roll on your talent aspect once per session. Okay. Oh, I didn't... Oh, okay. I didn't do that. I didn't re-roll before. And yeah, I will re-roll that one then. And my talent is more than a middle school kendo champ. Yes. Yeah. Roll that. You have to take this roll now, I think, is the stipulation. Yep. It is, yeah. yeah. But if I need to, I could spend another one to use another one to get the plus two. <laughs> That's a three. Yeah, three will succeed. Um, uh, you slice through this baseball bat. Nearly goes, what the hell? Enough. The art club doesn't take this kind of shit. 
I decide who gets to take what shit, okay? Peaches, throw that kid. And Peaches, like, picks your body up. Uh-huh. And, like, overhead tosses you into a tree. This is going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, uh, and she's going to forcefully do this. I can't defend. Oh. Um, you were going to take three shifts. Uh, I oh, am going him. to not do that. Take stress instead. I'm going to take the three on my hope box. You wake up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, as you hit this tree. And it hurts, but it rouses you from this meditative state. Oh, that really hurt. Yeah. <clears throat> Amelia, Amelia, like, advances towards you and throws down the bat by her sides. Just like, I don't know what it is about you, but you've had it out for me for a while. I can tell. Had it out for you? Yeah. The mural... Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> now, now this at the A minus. Yeah, all right. Maybe that's a passing grade in your eyes. It's not for me. It spoiled my record, Rudy. What do you have against me, huh? Uh, he he frowns at this and goes, "Maybe that's a better question for President Carr." Okay, maybe it is. Maybe we'll go visit her tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get up. The peaches pushes you back down. <laughs> no, I'm going to try and run and avoid that. Stay there, pretty boy. Oh, she thinks you're pretty. Because I am, though. Yeah, you are You are anime boy pretty. Yeah, uh, Yeah. no, I'm going to try and quickly dodge that. I'm looking yeah, to take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Say the difficulty rating for this is a four. Okay. She's huge. Yeah. She's standing over you. She is a literal sumo. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is going to be hard. Um, but that's fine. Uh, that's plus one, two, three, four. What did you say the difficulty rating was? Four. So I succeed on a four? Yes, so that's two. And do you have two, two I on? I have a two on quick. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You succeed on that. Um, uh, like, like... I want to... Sort of roll out of the way and then jump on the back of her hand to get over the top of it. Hell yeah. Yeah, you like, you, yeah, she like reaches out to, to push you down. As you jump up on her hand, you watch as this astral projected fist shoots out of the front of her, um, uh, arm and completely fucks this tree up. Like it, like the bow of it breaks, um, oh. uh, and and it like you hear this groan as the tree like like threatens to fall in the woods. It's a good thing I wasn't standing there, and then I'm gonna put my hand on the on her back of her on her back, and say, "Pillar of Earth, quicken beneath," and I'm gonna try and turn the ground beneath into quicksand. Okay. By invoking the Pillar of Earth. Can, Can you, you do that? Without having your sword on you? I've still got my sword. No, you don't. No, no. you don't. You stuck it in the ground. <laughs> you, right. you shoved it in the ground, my dude. Because my next move is going to be to use that sword that you left me with. Fuck. This is going to have a difficulty rating of about seven. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm still going to try it because this is how I fight. And I forgot that I don't have my sword. 
which is super on brand for me. Are you going to roll it? Yeah, I'm going to roll it. <laughs> I got a tree. You said, you said difficulty rating. I said I can roll seven. <laughs> How are you approaching this? Uh, it's a clever approach. I'm trying to sink the ground. Sure. That cancels that. That cancels that. That cancels that. That's a two. It is a two. You can fail, or you can succeed at severe cost. I'm going to succeed at severe cost. She, like, like the, the quicksand bubbles, like, like, beneath her, and because, like, like, she's colossal, she kind of, like, like, starts trudging in it and begins to sink, and, like, she feels you on, like, uh, her, like, like, shoulders, ostensibly, and she grabs you out of midair, and she, like, grabs your, like, hands in one and like the bottom half of your torso in the other. Mm -hmm. And she's not holding back. She's going to try and rip you in two. Holy fuck. (laughs) Just like straight up murder. Cool. Um, It's like a panicked response. And like, she's driven now by anger because she's got quicksand all over her boots. (laughs) And like, (laughs) she like, um, uh, I'd like you to roll me a defend roll, please. Please pass this. Against a six difficulty check. How are you approaching this? Uh, forcefully. I'm just going to try and summon all of my non-existent strength to try and twist my way out of being gripped but that, like that way. Okay, that was good. Oh, that was yes. pretty good. That was pretty good. Two, three, four, five, six. Holy Very shit! Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you um the the you resist this um uh, in which case you'll you'll uh, thankfully only take the mild consequence um uh, strained. I thought you were going to say suplex for a second there. No. Um, like your movement, your movement is restricted. How many points are that? Um, uh, that is a mild consequence. Okay. Yeah. But can't I resist consequences with hope? No. Okay. No, that's something um, that shifts. That shifts. Okay. Yeah. Um, restrained, did you say? Yeah. Well, restrained is just an aspect that applies to you currently because she's still got you in her hands. Yeah. Like you've like the way I imagine this is like like she's like bending you this way, like like down, yeah. and you are flexing up in like the worst setup of your life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. While like this distraction is happening over there, um, I've got a stunt called predatory lending. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah. When accidental Corleone's been compelled, I can spend a fate point to uh, swap forceful for any other skill. Okay. And so um, I have a D in quick. But for the rest of the scene, I will have a B in quick. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah, and yeah, while this is happening, I'm going to uh, quickly uh, snatch the sword. And uh, my goal is I'm going to hold uh, Amelia's motorbike hostage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to scoot around her, grab the sword, uh, go over, like, kick the bike over and, like, hold it there at sword point. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to find spare motorbike parts over <laughs> on yeah. this island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna say this like like snatching the sword isn't the difficult part. Um, uh, quickly like maneuvering yourself around Amelia to get yeah. to her bike yeah. would be the difficult part. Absolutely. I'm also really impressed. Oh, uh, it has a difficult rate difficulty rating of three. I'll say. Also, the fact that Peaches found a bike big enough for her is amazing. Custom made. It's yeah. a powerful bike. Um, I'm going to uh, use my aspect underhanded megalith modeler because mm-hmm. this is an underhanded move um, and spend the last of my fate points to uh, pass that with a three. Yeah. Okay. All right. You um like you wheel a, like underneath um uh, Amelia. You've got this sword now mm. and you like like you're almost on top of the motorcycle when this this like tree like tree trunk like mm. shoots like and you like dodge back mm. just as it clears your face and Neve like retracts this vine mm. um into her hand and then you're over this motorcycle <laughs> do you want to be walking home tonight amelia <laughs> that's a low blow man and you know it targeting my bike um, and she says, all right, lay off. I can see got a little bit antsy when I threatened the president. Things got a little out of hand. Yeah. The, um, uh, you're holding this blade. Yes. You feel a, a similar chill that you experienced way back, like rise up your spine. You almost don't notice it because of the adrenaline kicking through you right now. Yeah. But it, this is a powerful blade. And knowing the knowledge that you do. I know it wants to kill, yeah. Mm. It's a good thing you have that ring, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, if I was not wearing this ring, this would be a big problem. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Amelia goes, step away from the bike things off fair yeah i i do i step away from the bike and i sort of like uh wave the sword at the other two uh peaches drops uh, saffron i assume peaches is like like almost up to her waist in quicksand and she's like ah <laughs> like 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 tosses you away from the quicksand and then like with her like machine like thighs guns her way eventually <laughs> to the top of this quicksand and like crawls her way out. Like she like slicks off all of this sand and then points at you, Saffron, says this is an over. I mean, technically it was under. She straddles her bike and Neve does as well. And like she's at this point looking defeated. Amelia like, like gets on her bike and goes, Femme Fatales, let's roll out. And she like kicks up a motorcycle again and they rear off into the woods. Uh, yeah, I go back over to Saffron and say, thank you for not letting them kill me, I guess. Sa- same to you. I, I pass your sword <coughs> back. Uh, I'm not sure if I can walk. I'll give you a hand. I trust you about the Kevin stuff for now, but we've got to share all of this with Marsha tomorrow. Deal? I mean, does does she have to know? Yeah, she does. And I think we flick back to you, um, uh, and like Jane. Jane is is still looking pretty freaked out about 
about this entire situation. Um, but she's in a vulnerable state right now. You think that she'd be willing to answer some questions? You're smart. You you could tell I knew more than I was letting on, like, obvs. You were up front with me, so I guess I'll be up front with you. Now, I just, like, don't freak out. I'm not going to, like, do anything or say anything. And again, I'm not making any assumptions. But I'm assuming since you're, like, in the rumor mill, you've probably heard the rumor mill about, you know, all the little sigils going around the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about them. Yeah, so school's not too keen on, like, plagiarism and forgeries and all that. So they asked me, me being me, to do a little bit of digging. And, well, this was brought to my attention. And before I show you, I'm not going to – I'm not actively doing anything about it. And I've – swiped other evidence so nobody else looks into it, but I just want to let you know if you want to talk about it, totally down. If not, that's fine, I guess. I mean, I'd like to talk to you and I'd like you to feel like you could talk to me, but anyway, I'm rambling. Anyway, and she slides, she, she pulls out of her bag Jane Doe's school profile. Mm. And she happens like, obviously... Super blank, super weird, but I was also given this. And then she pulls up a folded piece of paper that Lake gave her. Mm. And she just unfolds it face down and puts it on top of the manila folder. And just sort of pushes it across the desk towards Jane. She like, like, she has her arms crossed and she says, Yeah, I mean, my folks are dead. What of it? She sort of looks kind of confused at this. And then she turns over the piece of paper that Lake gave her. Have you have you seen this before? And she 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 holds it out. Cause I'm I don't think Marge has ever seen Jane Doe physically interact with much, if anything at all, aside from her own bedroom. I mean, I don't think any student has ever seen their file, but it looks pretty consistent to me. I don't have a place outside of this island, and uh, Professor Al-Nadir is, like, the closest thing to a legal guardian that I have. If anyone knows about weird family stuff, I mean, it's gonna be me, so if you don't want to talk, that's fine. I just... We've had students with thin files before. That's that's not not that's not unusual, but this and she opens up the folder and taps at all the stuff that's been blacked out. There's no other student with this and she This this is just you. She looks and she's just like there are a lot of kids. You can't know them all. Like what are you driving at? I think what I'm getting at is We all have different perspectives, and some of us may have seen different things, may have been around at different points in time. It's 
Some of us just may know other things and may have access to information that others won't have. I'm just saying that I'm concerned about the safety of everyone, not just in this storm, but in this school. And I just want to let you know that if you think you know anything that could, you know, solidify, like, the safety, I, I want you to know that you can come to me and I won't, like, jeopardize your privacy. I'm not going to... If I find out anything or if you tell me anything of your own volition, I'm not going to, like, add it to... Well, they're not public files, but the school's files. I just want you to know that. And and she waves the piece of paper that Lake gave her. This is an unofficial record, and I'm not going to put it in there, but the fact that you could see Safi and get all these bad vibes, it's... I'm not going to say useful because that sounds super callous. I just... I just, I guess I want you to know that you're not alone. I guess that if you want someone to confide in, I'm kind of there. And I kind of, in that sense, I want you to know that anything you think you know could also be really useful. And I guess even just figuring out what happened to Kevin. She like, it looks as if she is betraying herself when she says this. She says, well, plagiarism was like Kevin's thing, right? Wait, what? You were talking about investigating plagiarism before. And if you want to talk about Kevin's safety, I mean, I'd be looking at that first. I mean, he was nervous about something. He told me earlier that he wanted to talk to me in confidence, like, right before he disappeared. He didn't say about what. We just said that he was nervous and afraid. And I mean, all the evidence points to Safi, and I don't think it was Safi, but I... I didn't think it was Kevin, but, and she sort of, she sort of looks at how uncomfortable this conversation is making Jane, and she's, I believe you. Then believe me on this. Saffron's at the head of that racket. Aw, god damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She sighs. Maybe it's time to. Reevaluate my trust in Safi. You hear roaring motorcycles in the distance. And she sort of whips her head towards, like, the window. And almost unconsciously, she starts, like, shuffling the papers and student records back into her bag. And she sort of turns to look at Jane Doe really nervously. We'll cut back to the two of you again. I think you're coming back from the woods at this yeah, point. Yeah, we've pretty much got back to the dorm. Uh, yeah, during that, I explained to you that I um, that I followed you, mm-hmm. and the more a bit more about like be, entering the spirit world and stuff. Right. Well, <laughs> so you know who runs the racket then? What racket? Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm being like for real here. The glyph racket. Kevin, right? It's an art club thing. Character growth from Rudy? (laughs) I have so many mixed feelings about that. (laughs) Did 
Did you know he stuffed my desk with his glyphs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get high and mighty. You murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally. I didn't tell Kevin to stash them in your desk. It was a pretty dumb move on his part, I'll say. I mean, it was it was working, right? Mm. People kept asking me about all of that. Mm. I think the teacher thinks I'm part of the racket. Could work out great for both of us if we both just pin it on Kevin. Say the racket disappeared with him. Is it right to pin it on someone who's dead? That feels a bit... Think of it as, well, it's okay if we don't let his soul get eaten. (laughs) (laughs) If we do that for him, I'm sure we will have some leeway. But I... Did but, but you want to you want to let his soul get eaten? <laughs> In which no. case, then yeah, it is not okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to let his soul get eaten. I I did kill him. I think you're approaching the dawn as you're having yeah. this conversation. <laughs> how how is it that despite you murdering someone and despite <laughs> you coming clean, you're still the biggest <laughs> asshole <laughs> by far? You were the biggest. Oh my god, I love Rudy, but I hate him so much. Anyway, that's why we had the fight we did tonight. Right. If you're going to keep hanging around me, you can expect more of it. Yeah, I don't think Peaches likes me. Mm -mm. (laughs) Could you tell? Yeah, I could tell. Sort of like rub rub one of my ribs? Yeah, that's bruised. Like, it's cracked as well. Like, you know what that feeling is. President Carr has offered some resources to me. I can put you under our protection. But it means that you're sworn to secrecy on this, same as us. I mean, I haven't told anyone so far. Great. It's like, <laughs> Rudy is so glad that he doesn't have to resort to, like, blackmailing you right here while he's carrying you <laughs> hurt through the forest. Because <laughs> he could have pushed you over, but he would have felt bad about it. <laughs> I think you get back in through, like, the main doors of the dorm. Yeah. Are you still awake, Marja? Oh, I'm... I, I, I think um, with with a quick goodbye and just sort of, like, a silent sort of camaraderie kind of, like, nod to Jane Doe, she, she makes her way back down, goes back into the kitchen to make another cup of tea because I don't think she's going to sleep tonight. She's she's too keyed up. She's all... Mm. She almost died. <laughs> Something ex- like exploded and died on her face. She's got all this new information. Talked to Jane Doe, and now is really starting to reconsider Saffron's sort of like allegiance. And is also kind of curious as to why there's a horde of motorbike girls riding around so late. So she's just like, yeah, I'm not sleeping. Fuck this. <laughs> Gonna go drink some tea. Yeah, I think um uh, as a Final scene. We close in on like you guys, you like Saffron and Rudy, both of you have retired for the night. Absolutely. We close in on this this feeling that you're having. You know, like like you like you're, you're like rugged up in bed, you've almost died, everything is bleak. And your phone lights up. Mm-hmm. It's a message. Oh fuck it. <laughs> Damn it! From Bartholomew. Uh, yep. She she doesn't even like like she doesn't have a message preview on. She just has the name notification and she just 
She opens it. It just says, hey, babe. <laughs> and that's how we'll close the session tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Gross. You can find us at RF Encounters on Twitter or as Real Fantasy Encounters on Facebook. We appreciate any support, whether that's leaving a review or telling a friend about us. Thanks for listening and see you next week.